On this episode of Money with Friends, exchange-traded funds. Turns out fewer of them are coming out this year. What does that mean for the future of ETFs? We're going to see less exchange-traded funds? We'll tackle that and so much more on this edition of Money with Friends. Well, hey, everybody. Welcome back to Money with Friends podcast from Detroit, Michigan, where we make the Stacky Benjamin Show. I'm Joe Saul Cihai. And from the great state of Texas, where it is 105 in Fort Worth today, (laughs) I am Danielle Roberts from Boomer Benefits. I'm so glad I moved from Texas on a day like today. (laughs) This is the Money Show, where uh, we have commentary on recent headlines and stories with thought leaders from across the financial landscape like our good friend Danielle Roberts. We break them down into what matters to you, our friends, and we leave you with a takeaway to make it your own. And now we do that for you six days a week, all in about 15 minutes. A hundred and what? 105? 105. Yesterday was 99 and 105 today. Can you believe that? It was- I cannot it, wait for October. It was in the 50s when I ran this morning. I mean, oh my not at all rubbing it in, but totally rubbing yeah. it in. <laughs> I think that sounds lovely. That's perfect running weather. And I miss the seasons. That's the one thing you don't get here in Texas. We're going to go from, you know, green to brown, green to brown. There's Uh, very little orange or red that you get in uh, here in Texas. I got to say, though, not that this is the uh, Texas podcast. We're going to actually do money here in a second. But I have to say spring in Texas is phenomenal. And I know you're also going to come back in February and you're going to rub it in the other way back at me. Of course. If I have to say, if I had to trade it for the snow, I'm staying right where I'm at. (laughs) Right. Well, today we're going to talk exchange traded funds. So let's see who's kicking off today's podcast for us. This is Andy from Derby, Vermont. The money talking party starts now. It's time for Money with Friends. Exchange traded funds providers quietly dial back production is the name of this piece that comes to us from investment news. By the way, investment news is uh, kind of an industry rag for financial professionals, exchange traded funds. Danielle, uh, you deal, do you deal much with uh, HSAs? Yes, we do. I have tons of clients that have questions about the HSAs or that are using HSAs to spend, save up for their Medicare premiums and retirement. I think health savings accounts, which by the way, is what HSAs are, the savings accounts, I think we're going to see a big future of exchange traded funds in that product, especially. Yeah. And it would be interesting to see that happen. I mean, I like the exchange traded funds. I've got a Betterment account myself and it's great for diversifying and it's a cool product. So this uh, article is really interesting to me. Well, and that's why I picked it because I see exchange traded uh, fund providers quietly dial back production. Jeff Benjamin wrote this and I immediately think, oh, what's going wrong? Is the wheels coming off the bus? Well, we'll talk about it. Uh, Jeff writes, when it comes to exchange traded funds, the asset management industry has been experiencing what sports franchises might call a rebuilding year as some of the most prolific ETF providers have been dialing back on new product launches. ETF.com reports that between June 1st and August 21st, there were just 35 new ETF launches compared with 63 during the same period last year. This year also stands in stark contrast to the 88 ETFs that debuted during the same period in 2015. So this is a three-year cycle, 88, then 63, and 35. Uh, The pullback is most noticeable at firms like Vanguard Group and Invesco, which combined to launch 35 new ETFs last year, but haven't launched any this year. That's right. And then they go on to say, while ETF launches are relatively sparse this year, Mr. Rosenbluth has recognized a trend in the form of thematic strategies. 
Many of the products that have come to market are more narrowly focused. Some of the thematic funds launched this year include Advisor Shares, Pure Cannabis, Cambria Cannabis, Amplify Seymour Cannabis, The Cannabis, iShares Self-Driving EV and Tech, and Roundhill, Roundhill Bitcraft Esports and Digital Entertainment. Thematic funds are products that can be hit or miss out of the gate. I don't think the cannabis probably will, but yeah. asset managers often try to to time launches to when it will resonate with their investors. Well, there'll be a hit there. <laughs> there definitely will be a hit with the cannabis. I so, love, wow. I love, by the way, advisor shares pure cannabis. I love these ticker symbols. And I, and I saw you uh, when, when you laughed during this, it must've been because you saw these ticker symbols. Well, yeah. Toke. I mean, come on. <laughs> That's Cambria Tannic. You're right. I should have read these out. One's YOLO, Toke. Yes. Yeah. Advisor shares pure cannabis is YOLO. And then the Cambria (laughs) cannabis people want to look it up is Toke. And then, and then I like the one, uh, the self driving uh, EV and technology is uh, IDRV, like iDrive. And uh, Roundhill, that Roundhill Bitcraft esports and digital entertainment is ticker symbol nerd. So good. I, I think it'd be funny too, if one of these cannabis funds had a ticker symbol, like dude, like that would be, that'd be awesome. Yeah. yeah. I'm sure they were putting creative energy behind that. That's working for them. We do the show live on Facebook. Uh, if you want to hang out with us, head to the stacking Benjamins uh, Facebook page, which is facebook.com forward slash I stack Benjamins. We also, by the way, uh, today are on the boomer benefits page. So hi to our friends over there. The uh, but Lauren hanging out with us at Stacking Benjamin says, I'm smelling a cannabis trend here. Boy, there definitely is one, yeah, for sure. <laughs> and so, you know, how do you go about evaluating if that would be a good fund for you to invest in? Well, and that's the other question, too, which which I can I can help answer that in a second. But I think the bigger question is, do you think this is a trend? Like, have we hit maximum velocity, or do you think, Danielle, that there's that uh, this is just a speed bump? I hope it's just a speed bump because I think they've brought something really interesting to the mix of kinds of investments that you can do. And it made sense to me when um, some of the things that I was looking at, just that the lower expense ratios and the lower broker commissions. So, you know, maybe as the you're getting used to that in the market, you're going to have some speed bumps along the way. But do you think also that some of these, I mean, I look at these and I think, okay, that's neat, but they're also you know, you're, you're not quite as diversified if you're going all cannabis, right? Yeah. <laughs> or all self-driving cars. I mean, these seem like pretty niche products and I worry that people are going to invest too much money in those things instead of the broader index. Yeah. And that could make it a problem for, you're not going to be as diversified as you think you are. And I also had read that sometimes there can be trading issues if, oh. if you have, um, low funds in there. So when I was doing a little bit of research about it, it seems to me like you need to make sure that you're investing something where you're not going to have such a low volume that it's difficult to sell those shares. Yeah. Good point. Some of these really, really niche things. The other thing I think that people need to know about exchange traded funds is that name is pretty sexy. Uh, People go, Ooh, exchange traded funds. That's the hot thing. So everybody's making a new ETF now. The the problem is, is that they're not all created equal fee-wise. Like they're known, you said this earlier, they're known for low fees. Mm-hmm. Some of these exchange-traded funds though, Danielle, you look under the hood, you're they're socking it to you fee-wise so that you can get into the hot product. Maybe, I bet this one called YOLO. <laughs> like the, <laughs> that's probably the one that's doing it. <laughs> it's like a 7% internal fee. Yeah. You know, you, you maybe choose to do the ETF because perhaps you couldn't purchase those individual stocks on your own. But if you're not working with one of the robo advisors where you're going to have the little bit of lower 
expenses and you're working with one where you have an advisor and they need to be able to advise you on all the different stocks within that fund and make a decision on whether that's a good investment for you, maybe that's why the fees are higher. And so you have to look at that carefully when you're deciding how much you want to pay overall for the investments that you have. Yeah. It's not just about doing the hot, cool thing, you know, getting, yeah. getting in on, on, on the hot theme. Um, exchange traded funds generally, they're talking about how this, this production is slowing and how it's a speed bump. And you said that you hope that it's a, that it is a, uh, a bump in the road, but what do you think is really happening here then? It's hard to say. I just, you know, I wonder if it's too trendy and you have people just kind of leaning back and saying, okay, I've got a little bit of this now. And I don't want to go too much further in until these have been around longer and we see what kind of history that they have. You know, so you have your investors maybe falling back on some things that are a little more familiar. Yeah. Well, it, I agree. And the thing that worries worries me is that uh, while I'm seeing these niche products that they have here at the bottom, I'm not seeing enough of what really excites me, which is, you know, we did a piece a few weeks ago about a fund, about an ETF that uh, uses algorithms and uh, deep mining data to, to really look for, for um, uh, better screens. So it's still diversified, but instead of just getting the S&P 500, you're getting an S&P 500 where it's, it's, it's um, uh, better cultivated ahead of time. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, because I think active investing is so dead and it's such a place it, it dead's not the right word but you see that it's dying and more people going with um indexing i think the more popular indexing gets the more a strategy like that really excites me where we're using what a computer can do to maybe find out some ways to keep my portfolio diversified but have a shot at beating the index from time to time yeah i think so that would appeal to me just knowing that you've got an algorithm that's working and can run the calculations much faster than a human can and I would be willing to throw money at something like that and see how it turns out. Yeah, two two things uh, that people chatting with us uh, over on the Stacking Benjamins page are saying. Melissa says she spoke to an industry leader in the cannabis field. They expect the bottom to fall out as cannabis becomes more widespread. Production efficiencies will reduce the prices. I mean, as more people get into cannabis, you can totally see the cost of production being uh, going through the floor. But this is, this is you know, obviously Melissa in our Facebook group talked to these people. We didn't. But that also, Melissa brings up a good point, which is things like cannabis are still the wild, wild west. Like even if you're investing in an exchange traded fund, this is still a, a bumpy ride. Mm-hmm. I think any of those, I mean, cannabis is a really obvious one, but it's something that's so industry specific. You would want to be a little careful about how much you put into that. Especially and, that one. And you, well, you look at the one about self-driving cars. I mean, there's some big names behind self-driving cars, but still that, that technology has yeah. got a ways to go. Yeah, you had a little ways for that to come out. Any of the artificial intelligence things like that, too, uh, along those lines, you you can't be too certain where that's headed. So I would just say make sure that, man, man, maybe I'm jumping ahead to the takeaway here, but make sure that you're careful with where you put it, do your research and um, spread it out a little bit. And I don't know about the YOLO. I'm not too sure on that. (laughs) (laughs) And Kelsey uh, mentions YOLO as well here. Kelsey says, I think exchange-traded funds are a lot less scary for millennials. Newbies often aren't looking at fees. Like you said, Joe, YOLO. Uh, That's what scares me is that millennials just starting out hear the word exchange-traded fund and they think it solves a lot of the ills of the industry in general. And certainly they do, but all friends aren't created equal. 
Yeah, you need to know that it doesn't always mean there's no fees. Yeah, right, right. It's magic. It's just magic, Danielle. I pay nothing and I get phenomenal returns. <laughs> they don't make any money, but they make it up on volume. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There are a lot. The younger generation too is just more willing to look at something like a robo advisor or something that's easy and automatic. And I do see, I see exactly what she's talking about that they might not di- dig in quite as deep as somebody that was a more experienced investor or that had done some stock trading themselves or really worked closely, closely with an advisor. Yeah. Uh, in just a second, Danielle and I are going to have our big takeaway from this piece. But before we get to that, today's uh, episode is sponsored by Acre Trader. I asked Acre Trader to sponsor us because I grew up in farm country and farm country. I don't know. I think I asked you that before, didn't I? About farm country. Mm-hmm. What's your relationship with farm country? So I'm married to a Canadian who right. has farmed uh, hay for several generations. <laughs> there it is. I remember. I knew there was something I could not remember. Yeah. Uh, uh, Acre Trader takes investing in farmland, which is boring, but I think boring is a good thing. I don't want to be surprised by my investment. And certainly farms historically have not given you a lot of surprises. Things just keep rolling on at the farm. And as long as, by the way, there's a farmer who is renting the land from you and the soil stays sustainable so that farm can continue to be worked. Owning a field is something we used to not be able to afford that now people like Acre Trader make affordable for a lot of investors. And the reason is your money goes into a fund, which then they parcel out the farm into little pieces. So instead of having to buy a full field at once, you just buy a little piece of the field, making it much more affordable. So if you want to see more about investing in farmland, simplified, head to acretrader.com forward slash MWF as in money with friends. It's acretrader.com forward slash MWF. It's for accredited investors. That's a whole different thing. You'll want to look that up. So it's not for everybody. And remember also you're investing in land. And when you invest in land, that means that your money might not be accessible right away. So I certainly would make sure that you know how you get your money out with Acre Trader or any type of real estate investment. Believe it or not, you can't sell just a few rows of corn, Danielle, to uh, to, <laughs> Darn to, it. Yeah, to pay the <laughs> phone bill or whatever it might be. All right. Time for us to dig into our big uh, takeaway for this piece. You want to go first or last? Uh, I'll go first. You know, speaking of, we were talking about Acre Trader on the sponsor there, and it makes you think of things that you can do to diversify. You have to remember that the ETFs, you know, they're still a collection of stocks and bonds and different commodities. And you can't just assume that that's all going to be okay and not do the research that you need to about the fees and everything that are associated with it. So, We don't really know whether this is going to be a blip in the road, but take heed for the fact that we're seeing a little bit of a slowdown. Maybe now is not the time to double your investment in the ETFs. Uh, Yeah, I, I would totally agree. My takeaway is very, very similar, which is that ETF has become a buzzword. And whenever we get later in the cycle of any new type of product, uh, we find that the products become more and more niche and they appeal to fewer and fewer individuals instead of the masses. So the first exchange traded fund, SPY, just bought the S&P 500. You can still buy that fund, but that's 500 of the biggest companies in America. Today, we're talking about three different ones that are only cannabis stocks, one about self-driving cars. Another another one is about sports on your Xbox. I mean, these are very, very much niche players, and we still aren't looking at fees. So don't get 
don't fall in love with buzzwords. And I find people do that. You know, we make, you see this all the time, Danielle, with what you do when it comes to insurance and government benefits, people hear these things that are for the masses. They hear these words and they go, well, I don't like this thing. I don't like that. I don't like this products don't exist for no reason. What happens sometimes is people put round pegs into square holes and they don't fit. And certainly there are bad products out there, but finding out which one for you is for you is much more than just reading about exchange traded funds and they're the hot thing. And I've got a YOLO all, all, all over them. Yeah, that might be fun to talk about with your friends, but you really should be talking with a financial advisor about this. Right. And- Somebody, especially if you're not somebody that would be keeping up with an article like this and might be very willing to invest in Toke or YOLO because you like to take a hit on your on the side yourself. This doesn't mean that it's necessarily going to succeed. Well, and it's and it's funny because if you're somebody who wants to go to the party and share with all your friends how cool you are because you have an exchange traded fund, <laughs> you are number one, you're my kind of person. But number two, we just have this to say from our friend Homer Simpson. Nerd! And I, that might be the biggest takeaway. Yeah, that's right. Caution, folks. Danielle, <laughs> tell everybody, thanks for hanging out with us again, by the way. Yeah, you bet. So yeah. I'm Ruth from Boomer Benefits. Always glad to be here. I enjoyed chatting with all of you. And thanks for watching. Well, no, and tell everybody exactly why they would contact you because you uh, do an important service. Sure. So we help baby boomers when they are getting ready to enter Medicare with figuring out all their options. We do education on what those government benefits really include in the beginning so that you know what you have. And then once they understand that piece, we help them with the products on the back end that can fill in things like deductibles, co-insurance, and co-pays, speaking of those insurance terms. It's, and it's such a, there's so much spaghetti out there, yeah. language, and to have somebody that can help you cut through it is a huge benefit to uh to a lot of our listeners. So thanks again for hanging out. By the way, uh, for links to uh, Danielle and to all of our thought leaders who help us out, I see we got our friend Rich Jones from Paychecks and Balances hanging out too. Uh, head to moneywithfriends.net. You go to moneywithfriends.net or moneywithfriendspodcast.com. You'll find links to Danielle and all the great work she does. All right, everybody. Thanks for hanging out with us. We'll see you next time back here at Money With Friends. This show is created and hosted by Joe Saul Cihai and Bobby Rebel, and is a joint venture of BRK Media LLC and Stacking Benjamins LLC, copyright 2019. Our engineer is the amazing Steve Stewart. And for a list of our friends who appear on the podcast, head to our website, moneywithfriendspodcast.com. You can also check out our schedule for upcoming recording sessions so you can join us and be part of the show. As with anything, remember you shouldn't take advice from any of us or any other video or podcast without first talking to your financial advisor and that the people in this episode are here for your and their entertainment purposes only. I'm Joe's mom's neighbor, Doug, and we'll see you back here next time with a real episode of Money with Friends.